Yo, today's QOD is you are what you love, not what loves you. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We got a brand new speaker on the show today. We've got Kyle Cease making his debut. And today, Kyle kind of picks up where Trent Shelton left off yesterday, talking about being a people pleaser, the pitfalls of being a people pleaser. You can't do it. You can't please everybody. You have to do you. You have to be who you are and you have to let go of what people think. Here's Kyle. Because most people are in this fear-based place, right? They're in this place where everything happens to them, right? It's because of the economy. It's because of this stuff. And then you learn what causes it. And we go into this achiever, holy crap, I can do anything world. But the problem is you start to think you're your accomplishments. And that's why you start to be around these people that have their arms crossed. Like, I own all these cars. <laughs> I, that's who I am. I own every car. I own every one of them. You're like, wow, that's a lot. And you're like, yep, yep. That's who I am. I have all these cars. And then like, well, what if one of them gets stolen? Like, well, how, I don't know. Like that's... <laughs> Your happiness is now dependent on your cars. And people live in this accomplishment world, right? So I started understanding how to accomplish all this stuff. And I was like, I want to teach other people this. So I started working with the comedian Louis Anderson. And I started teaching comics how they could become achievers, right? And there was one thing in me that was always happening. I really cared a lot about what people thought. I cared so much about what, because here I am, the only comic. Comics are negative. A lot of, obviously, that's why they're funny. They're like, because they, everything sucks. So here's this one guy who's all positive, right? And they're so real that they think everything is a scam. Everything's BS, right? And I would teach this seminar to these comics. And I would hear through the grapevine that a comic that was a friend of mine was talking bad about me. And it started horrifying me, right? I would hear it constantly. And I remember being with Louis Anderson, the comedian, going, I have this thing in me after doing an event that was so cool. I was like, I have this thing in me where I want to get over what people think. I want to get over what people think about me. And I don't know where it's coming from. And he's like, well, maybe it's your father when you're a kid. And I was like, I don't know what it is. That's how he sounds. And I was like, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like, I just want to get over it. I said that. And then that same day, I go into my hotel room because there was a car about to take me to the airport. And um, the car is waiting for me. And I just get this one email from a comic. And it goes, hey, you scam artist. I read what this guy wrote about you. And this guy had written a blog about me, a big comic who's very dark, a lot of drug issues, all this stuff. This guy wrote this thing about me. And I just clicked on it. And I read this horrifying the guy didn't know me he wrote this email about me that was like so mean right it was just so hurtful and so mean and i'm reading this thing and i'm horrified by this right and so i'm reading this thing and i'm frozen and so the first thing i did was i called the car down below 
This will get funny. I called the card. You're like, this is a comic? Like, so it's awful. So, <laughs> and I cried for a week. Good night. No, um, that'd be weird if that was my ending. But what'd be weirder is if three munchkins came in here same time on a unicorn spear and they were like, what's up? I'm Oprah. You know, and you're like, you're three people. So there's weirder things that can happen. <laughs> But I'm so glad you got that. I did that joke in Indianapolis, and they're like, get her done, racing's a sport. So anyway, so like you guys get things, and that makes me happier that you understand what I'm talking about. It's weird being a comic and talking for that long without a joke. I'm like, this is, I need to, this gotta, hey, who's this guy? I just need to do that for a minute. So, so I read this horrifying thing about me, and it's literally like, I want to kill this guy. I want to kill his family, blah, blah, blah. But here's the worst part. That blog he wrote was getting recirculated by all the comics by the hundreds, right? I'm just watching it. And all of a sudden I go on Facebook, and I see people that were my perceived friends just passing it around, like, look what happened to Kyle. He became a scam artist. Meanwhile, they didn't even know that for that year I didn't make a buck. When you run a company, you have to pay for the website, you have to pay for things. I didn't make anything. When I was working as a comedian and performed in Maine, in the middle of nowhere at a community college, that I was doing for the money. No one never gave me crap about that. When you do anything positive, you must be a scam artist. It's not real, right? So these people are writing the stuff about me and I'm watching it recirculated and I'm horrified, right? So I told the car to go without me and I stayed in the hotel for a week, not hiding, I knew that I was about to learn something really big. I knew that something holy crap was coming. So I, uh, I literally sat and just waited <laughs> because I was in so much pain and I was so scared. And at one point on day four, I literally had this moment where it's like, I can't do anything about what these people think about me. I literally cannot physically do anything. So I released it. I fly back home and I try to get my DVD player to play a movie and it won't play. It won't play the second movie. It won't play like eight movies. Finally, the movie Adaptation Plays. And there's a scene in it where Nicolas Cage says to his brother, he goes, in high school, there's a girl that you really liked and she was speaking bad about you and you didn't care. He said, why is that? And the brother said, because whatever she thinks about me, she can't take away from me how much I love her. And then he goes, you are what you love and not what loves you. And I was in enough pain in that moment to hear that and have everything in my life transform in that minute. I suddenly got, you are what you love, not what loves you. We are people pleasing all day. We are totally full of crap. When you go, hi, how are, I need to borrow an egg. Is that okay? You're totally phony and you're people pleasing. And if you're people pleasing, you can only attract takers, right? You can only attract takers or other people pleasers. And that's just awful because you're like, do you want to do, what do you want to do? I don't know. And no one goes anywhere. Right. So so I'm hearing you are what you love and not what loves you. And I like you are what you love, not what loves you. If you are what loves you, you are in fear before you even go on stage or you go into a speech or you go into anything. If you are what loves you, I hope this person likes me. Right. I hope I do this right. So this person likes me. That's all you're thinking. So here you are, unable, you're able to do anything. When you're with your friend, you can suddenly riff the funniest thing when you're just at a bar riffing about something. And then suddenly we have this forced work planning that we do that's so bizarre. Like, think about this. You're with your friend and you can suddenly say off the cuff, or have you ever been at a place and you see someone crying and you just are there for them and you give the greatest advice on the planet, right? And then you have to do a speech and it takes two months and you're like trying to structure it and it's not nearly as good as the person who gave the advice. Why is it different? Because when you're doing the other thing, you're trying to get, right? 
You're in a place in your mind that I have to do this right so they like me or I can sell this thing. And if you want to get something to be happy, you have to state to yourself that you're in lack without the thing. Right. And that's why we go on dates with someone we like. We're like, do you like corn bacon? I can't talk. I don't know. I can't talk. But it's weird. And we can't do anything because we're in this bizarre illusion that this person outside of us completes you or the sale completes you or the audience completes you. If you can undo that, which you can by starting to practice living the place of switching to creativity and getting off of consuming. Because, and by the way, addictions are so subtle. Facebook is the most dangerous, subtle addiction there is. Because if you go on Facebook, you don't just go on Facebook. It goes on you, right? You go on Facebook. Could you imagine if in the 80s you went to check your mail in the mailbox and a guy popped up? Hey, and you could see all of his friends, and four of them are also your friends. You're like, oh, hey, I'm just getting the mail. And then one of your friends is like, I want to start a political argument. And you're like, all right. And you start fighting with them. And then every time someone says anything, they keep updating you, and you have to keep – you'll never get anything done, right? That's Facebook. It just has – or YouTube just knows because it just takes you on an adventure. You're like, I want to look at a flower. And you go look at a flower, and then the next video is a guy handing a woman a flower. And you're like, oh, that's nice. And then a guy fighting another guy. And the next thing you know, you're watching a guy break his leg, and it's 8.30 at night. And you're like, why am I tired? So – and the reason is because you don't have your intention. You don't have your thing that you own who you are. And I watch people live in lack all the time. And I watch people a lot of times go to seminars, but this one's transformational, so I bet it's different. But a lot of times I see people go to seminars and then six months later go to another seminar because they're addicting the euphoria to the seminar. And they feel so good because of what they heard that they don't do anything, right? They go home so happy, right? So you are what you love, not what loves you. I realized after that, my job is to go to full-on creating and go back to when I was a kid. Because when you were a kid, you just did stuff, right? You literally just created all day. And you weren't sitting here going, what's my list like? Did I monetize this? You just, unless you weirdly fantasized about being an internet marketer, you didn't. Wouldn't that be weird? Like, one day I'm going to beat Frank Kern. Like, no one had that. Like, that'd be... <laughs> They monetize everyone. No, it's so, but that's the funniest thing is how many people are checking their lists, right, and worrying about how much can I get, and you're literally living your life like this, and you're holding on to this. And I'm not saying don't take care of your lists, but I'm saying if you get into a place of full-on creativity and you let go of everything, the results are so nuts. The results are so nuts, and it only starts when you do it. It gets bizarre because after that, I started practicing. I had to let go of what people thought about me. So I said, wow, what happened? So I started writing and enjoying the process of writing and creating, and I went on stage in Miami the next week after that, and I did six shows, and every single show was entirely different. It was the second time in that comedy club's history that they had six standing O's, and I didn't care. I didn't care that I got the standing O's because when you get to be you are what you love and not what loves you, right, you don't need any results. Meanwhile, the accidental thing is the results are holy crap. And I find that the only way I can achieve everything I want is by figuring out what I'm holding on to and then letting go of it. And it's gotten to the point where literally I started realizing I had the biggest agency in Hollywood, one of the biggest agencies in Hollywood. 
they would get me a lot of auditions for movies and all kinds of stuff. And I started realizing this agency is huge, but they aren't in alignment with what I'm doing. They don't understand what I'm doing. They get me auditions. So I'm in the middle of this amazing flow of creating my own seminar, my own event, doing these amazing things. And I have to stop and audition to be the neighbor on a WB show, which one of two things will happen. Either I won't get it, so I wasted my time, or I do get it, so I have to waste a lot of time. <laughs> I'm going to be on a WB show now. So I, so I realized I don't... I don't want to be with them. I want to let go of this. And it was scary because you don't get auditions for movies. You don't get all these things, right? So I like told them, I said, I think I'm going to let you guys go. And they were like, no one has ever, are you crazy? We got you all these gigs last year. And they showed me all these numbers they got me. And I'm like, I know, but I don't know how much stuff I lost last year because I thought you had me. Do you get what I mean by that? When you have these things you're holding on to, you don't do the work right? Because they have you, right? They got it. So you sit on the couch and let someone else run your life. So I was like, no, I'm going to let go of you. I'm going to let go of you. And uh, I was scared. I mean, it was horrifying. But once I let go of them, my fiance in the back, um, her. So yeah, that's the two guys around her way raised their hand. Um, <laughs> she's for some reason in between two guys. I don't know. But um, so we're going to wrap this up. Luckily, there's a good night, everybody. Thank you so much. So you are what you love, honey. Uh, um, but <laughs> once <laughs> so I let go of them and there was this bizarre realization that I let go of that. And this thing shifted in me and my fiance that night goes, there's something different about you because you know what happened to me? I was holding on to them for two years before that. So I was holding on to every decision, like everything, that same part of me that was analyzing if I should let go of them, this giant thing that deep down I knew that I should let go of, that same part of me also couldn't decide other things. Like, should we eat Mexican or Chinese? Like, I don't know. Like, the anal I was practicing analyzing all day. And if you have something, my advice, and anyone do whatever you want with this, if you have something that you're on the fence on if you should let go of it, that is an argument between your heart and your brain, your heart and your fear. Your heart will tell you, you can do anything. You can do what Gandhi did. You can do what Nelson Mandela did. And your brain goes, well, if we break up, I can't go to Cheesecake Factory every Thursday. And you know how much I like that. And your heart goes, that doesn't matter because you can do anything for real. You actually can do anything. And your brain goes, but we were going to go to that camp in two weeks. And I like camping. And it doesn't matter. So if you're moving from fear, right, if you're not letting go of something because of what you'll lose then it's something you should let go of. All right, that was Kyle Cease. His website is kylecease.com. You can watch today's talk on YouTube. It is called Live Talk, How to Let Go of People's Opinions and Get into flow i am teaching a free class next tuesday july 14th if you have not heard i really really want you to be there if you're having trouble following the personal finance guru plan if you've been trying to build up the emergency account, if, you, if you've been trying to put away three to six months of expenses, if you've been trying to build up the college fund, if you've been trying to pay down your loans and you can't quite do it, you got to be at class. It's called Five Things the Money Gurus Never Tell You How to Take Control of Your Finances Without Skipping Lattes. 
without working more hours and without feeling like you're missing out on life. I'm going to teach you some really, really cool stuff. Again, I really want you to be there because I think it's going to really change your entire mindset when it comes to creating financial abundance in your life. It's going to rock. If you want to sign up, go to free moneyclass.com. Again, that is freemoneyclass.com. The class will be live next Tuesday, the 14th at five o'clock Pacific time, eight o'clock Eastern time. And if you miss it and you register, I'm going to send you the replay video. So again, that's freemoneyclass.com. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm out. Peace.